Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, the 2024 New York State Legislative Session kicked into gear with Governor Hochul delivering her annual State of the State message to the Senate and Assembly. The speech sets forth her top-line goals for the year and was accompanied by a 180-page policy book that summarized the key proposals she will advance this year, including through the all-important, roughly 10,000-page executive budget document that will be delivered next Tuesday to the state legislature, and which will set the parameters for debate over the next three months in Albany with a state budget deadline, as many of you are aware, of April 1st. There was an extensive focus in the governor's state of the state message on addressing gaps in patient access to needed care, including in particular expanding access to mental health care and primary care services. Several of the steps were very positive from the physician perspective, including updating outdated health insurer network adequacy standards, stronger enforcement of our mental health coverage parity laws, expanded investment in loan repayment programs for psychiatrists and primary care physicians that will help offset the staggering medical student loan debt faced by many younger physicians, and increased Medicaid funding for the patient-centered medical home program. She also proposed a number of additional insurance changes to assist patients, including prohibiting co-pays for insulin, currently capped at $100 a month, and providing continuous Medicaid and children's health insurance program coverage for any eligible child up to six years old. However, as was highlighted in MISNI President Dr. Paul Papia's press statement this week reacting to the state of the state, we continue to have concerns with other aspects of the governor's announced health care agenda, including her ongoing support for proposals that would remove important physician collaboration and supervision requirements over care delivery by non-physicians, including care delivered by physician assistants and pharmacists. She's not alone. A bill has also been introduced by Assembly Health Committee Chair Amy Pollan that would permit PAs to practice without any physician supervision after 8,000 clinical practice hours if they are employed by a hospital and work in primary care delivery. The legislature rejected a similar proposal that had been included in the state budget last year, but it was clear from an assembly hearing this past December where Dr. Papia testified that there is great interest, at least among some legislators, in this proposal as one way to address access to care shortages in various regions of the state. The governor's speech also announced a litany measures to address various public health issues. With regard to opioid and fentanyl abuse, she proposed updating the state's controlled substance schedule to include new fentanyl analogs, xylazine, and prescription medications that are regularly subject to illegal distribution. She also proposed permitting healthcare providers and ERs to dispense up to a three-day supply of buprenorphine. And she suggested that a new pain management work group be established that will inform best practices, guideline changes, and suggest non-pharmacological ways for patients to cope with their pain management. She also noted a number of steps to address women's health and maternal mortality in New York, including an instruction to the New York State Department of Health 
to increase oversight of physicians who have higher C-section rates than indicated clinical best practices, and removing insurance barriers to patients using doulas during their pregnancy and when giving birth. I will further note that she did not make any reference to two of the most significant bills she vetoed at the end of 2023, including legislation that would have prohibited non-compete clauses in employment contracts and legislation that would have exponentially expanded damages awardable in wrongful death actions. Though both bills are likely to have significant discussion again this year. To that end, Misney has set up a revised grassroots link on its grassroots action site where physicians can urge their local senators and assembly members to urge that any legislation to update New York's wrongful death law be balanced to also bring down our extraordinary medical liability costs. Turning to upcoming CME and educational programming, please put on your calendar Wednesday, January 24th at 7.30 a.m. for the next Medical Matters one-hour webinar, Psychosocial Elements of Infectious Outbreaks, a History, with faculty Dr. Craig Katz. We also have a live Veterans Matters program in Lake Placid on January 27th at 1.15 p.m. in conjunction with a third and fourth Misney District Leadership Retreat regarding burn pits and the psychological and physical impact on veterans with faculty Dr. Adolph Meyer. Please also plan to put on your long-term calendar the next series of the Women's Physician Leadership Academy CME program on the Saturday mornings of March 2nd, March 9th, and March 16th. More information on these programs will be forthcoming. The recordings of the October series of Women Physicians Leadership Programs are available on MISNI's CME site at cme.misni.org. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast and for your support for MISNI and your County Medical Society. We will speak again next week.